Okay, Stephen Key here, and I'm back. And today, I want to talk about how you inventors could license your ideas and make money. This is going to be your honest, no BS guide to profitable inventing. Okay, first of all, before we start, I need to explain to everyone my philosophy a little bit here. You see, I'm a no-risk entrepreneur. And I knew I didn't want to start a business or file expensive patents or build expensive prototypes, raise money, hire employees. I didn't want to do any of those things to commercialize my inventions. So I had to find another way. I also had to find another, another way very quickly because if I didn't, my wife was going to require me to get a job and I didn't want to get a job. So I came up with a system, a very simple system that basically you're selling the benefit of your ideas first. And that's a great way to increase your chances of success. So I'm going to go through all of this in this video. So stay tuned. Okay, here it is. Step number one. You're going to have to come up with a lot of ideas. I hate to tell you, if you're an inventor with one idea and you think you're going to be a bazillionaire, uh, I don't know. I think you're I think it's going to take a little bit more work and luck than you think it is. Because I know this and because I've done this my whole career and I've made a living being an inventor, I've realized sometimes some of my ideas are going to be hits and some are going to be misses. So you have to come up with the process. You do that allows you to control your creativity, that allows you to come up with a lot of ideas. That's one way to really increase your chances of success licensing ideas. And the way to do that, I found, is that you, you have to learn how to harness your creativity. And I did this simply by looking at a company's website, understanding their product line, understanding the price point of their products, maybe reading some stuff on about their company, but really understanding their business and then coming up with similar ideas. I would look at their existing product line and I'd come up with small improvements. It allowed me to really focus and target my creativity uh, for these companies that were looking for ideas from us. It was a very targeted approach. And the way I came up with all these ideas is that I just played games. I played this game called Mix and Match, where I took two ideas, one over here and one over here. I brought them together and it created something new. There's also a couple other games I played called What If. Uh, that's the type of game where you can dream. What if I had a talking teddy bear? There you go. We Someone created Teddy Ruxpin. Those are just games to play to come up with a lot of variations, a lot of uh, maybe uh, small improvements on ideas. And every once in a while when you play those games, something magically happens. So step number one, if you want to license your ideas and make a lot of money, or, or at least be profitable at this, you're going to need a lot of ideas. There you go, step number one. Okay, step number two, you have to realize that if you want to stay in this game a long time, and it's going to take a little while, so don't get in a hurry. If you want to stay in this game to be a profitable inventor, you're going to realize you, you, you don't want to spend a lot of money on any one idea. Now, I know you're going to have some of these ideas that, that are going to be your babies, that they're going to be your favorites, and you're probably going to end up spending too much money on, on those ideas without knowing if anybody even wants those ideas or that, that particular idea. So don't spend a lot of money on one idea. Test it first to see if there's any interest. 
I love building prototypes. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in just a minute. But I've realized they're not your babies. They're just ideas. So don't fall in love with them. Test them. You can do that with the one-page advertisement. I call it a sell sheet. You've seen me talk about it a million times. It's a one-page advertisement of your product selling the benefit. It's really simple to do. Just to gauge interest from companies before you go down the road of spending money. So number two, don't spend a lot of money on any one idea because you're going to need a lot of ideas. Okay, number three, don't build a prototype until you have interest. I know there's a lot of people out there that are telling you, hey, you have to build a prototype and we need a prototype. And of course you need a prototype. And but it's not it's not if you need a prototype, it's when you need a prototype. So I like to tell everybody, gauge the interest first from a one page sell sheet. And if there's interest and then if they want proof of concept, go ahead and build a prototype. If you're someone like me, I love building prototypes and I can build them myself. I don't have to pay someone to build them for me. So it was easier for me. But for a lot of people, it's not going to be that easy and it's going to be expensive. If you built a prototype on every idea that you're going to need, it's going to take too much time and too much money. That's not the greatest approach. You have to realize that, of course, companies want you to show the proof of concept. Of course they do, but they're not in our shoes. When, when they're not looking at it from our perspective, our perspective is this is a long game. I've got to be smart. I've got to be frugal. So when a company says, hey, it's really the timing. And that's what I like about it, because if there is, if there, if there is interest and they do want a prototype, then build one. But be careful when you do build one, because sometimes they do break. They are expensive. And if you ship it off and you don't give good instructions, and I did a whole video on this, uh, maybe it might not go so well. So here's the point. It's, it's not if you should build one, it's when you should build one, but get interest first. Okay, number four, do you need a patent? Wow, how many times do I have to talk about this? I guess it all depends on who you ask. If you ask a patent attorney, they're going to tell you absolutely you need a patent. But here's what you do need. A lot of companies, um, they would love to have intellectual property. Who wouldn't? Okay, but you have to realize it can be expensive. And if you want to be smart and frugal and be in this game for a long time, you have to be uh, pretty smart about it. And I recommend everyone to file a, a, a well-written provisional patent application and you can learn to do it yourself. And it's, it's one of those very inexpensive tools that gives you kind of the stake in the ground. I came up with this idea. And it really forces you to think about your invention in such a way that it's more of an intellectual property rather than just an idea, which I like even more. So, but don't go out and run a patent, file a patent on every idea you have. That's never going to work. In fact, everybody's going to be mad about it, including yourself and your spouse. Okay, so, but be smart, right? Find those companies that want to work with us. But before that, file that provisional patent application and make sure it's done well. Make sure it has uh, information such as maybe manufacturing a little bit, maybe workarounds, variations, maybe material. Make sure it really has enough meat to it and good drawings to show someone how this thing could actually be made. If you add those things to it, now it's, in my opinion, it has value. So. It's very important. Don't run out, file a patent, take a deep breath, educate yourself and consider filing a well-written provisional patent application. It's a great tool. 
Number five, I think the best protection there is. There you go, the best protection. Because I know a lot of you out there that's watching this thinking that companies are just gonna steal my idea. Why should they pay me? Why don't they just take my idea? I'm here to tell you, if you find those companies that wanna be com competitive, that know that in order to be competitive, they need a lot of ideas. That's why they've opened their doors for people like us, inventors, creative people, to submit ideas to them. They have embraced what we call open innovation. They are inventor-friendly companies. Now, are all companies inventor-friendly? No, they're not. I would tell you, and I know that when you make your list to reach out to those companies to license your ideas, you're gonna put the big companies, the mega companies on your list. I'm, I'm here to tell you, and I'm really sad to tell you that big companies don't license very much. It's the mid-sized companies that do. The big companies, they don't innovate, they wait for someone else to innovate, then they come on in. Find those mid-sized com companies that are hungry for new ideas. Now realize too, mid-sized companies have great distribution. They're just gonna treat you differently and they're gonna welcome you. If you run into a company that requires you to have a patent, run from that company because in my opinion, they're old, they're a dinosaur, they're not serious. Because if you waited for a patent issue, and you think that patent's gonna protect you in today's environment, it's not true. They're just trying to put you at bay. Okay, if a company has never licensed an idea before, that's kind of a red flag too, because it's gonna take a little bit more time, you're gonna to need to educate them, and that's pretty painful and time consuming. If you find a company that's using a third party to review their product submissions, to me, it's a little bit of a red flag too, because it really, they really need to take it internally within that their company have a department where they all can review it, that, that people that are actually working for the company to review it correctly, not just one independent person giving them their opinion. I don't think it, it's really worth much. So those are some of the tips. But find those companies that are actively licensing ideas from inventors. That's your best protection. You heard it from me, Stephen Key. Okay, number six. Number six is find your community. Now, what does that really mean? That means find people that can be helpful. Find people that have your best interests. It could be an inventors group in your city. It could be some online forum that people are discussing innovation. But really, truthfully, find your community because once you do, you're gonna find like-minded people that can help you along your way. They might have more information on prototypes, maybe engineering, who knows? Maybe they have connections to companies. It's just a great way to talk about it, to, to, to build, um, build a network of people that are trying to do the same thing you are. Now, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are some people out there or organizations out there that aren't really educating. And the reason why they're not educating, uh, they really don't have your best interests, number one. And they probably have something else they're trying to sell you. So I believe that this information we're providing at InventRight is the most important part of your journey. You have to educate yourself. You have to be the expert yourself. So find those places such as InventRight. I know there's other ones out there that truly have your best interests that are going to educate you to make good decisions. There, I said it for you to make good decisions. Okay, here it is, number seven. It's who you know and what you know. First of all, what you know. That's why I want you to stay. If you really wanna be a profitable inventor, if you really wanna do this for a living, 
you have to stay in one or two industries for a while so you know the industry. You know what companies are looking for. You can target your creativity to those companies that need ideas. And you know what they're, you know their culture. You know kind of what they're, what they're looking for. What products do they sell to their customers? You have to know their business. That's why you need to stay in one industry long enough to know that. Now, if you stay in one industry long enough to understand their business and build relationships, the next part of this is who you know. And because you've done that and you built relationships, now you have a relationship with those companies Then they can tell you what they're looking for. You can have a great conversation when you submit ideas of what works and what's not and how to improve your product submissions. It's simple as that. Once you have those contacts, those doors are just open to you. And if you act like a professional, giving them good ideas, being reasonable, being smart, doing all the things we talk about, that door is going to stay open. You can keep submitting ideas to them and they're going to eventually tell you what they're looking for. And if you stay in that industry long enough, there you go, you kind of know what they are doing, what the competition's doing. You know the landscape. You actually know the industry. So it's very important. It's what you know and who you know. All right, this video, it was all about inventors. How can you license ideas and make money? The big picture here is that you have to stay in the game a long time. If you're spending a lot of money early on in one product or maybe two ideas and you spend all your resources, you're not going to be in this game for very long. And I knew, you know, when I first started out, I wanted to do this for a living. So I found a way to come up with a lot of ideas. I found a way to pitch my ideas to companies to get the feedback. I found a way where I didn't have to build prototypes for every idea I had because that was going to be ridiculous and time consuming. And it was just not the smart move because your, your time is precious. I've also learned through all my career that it's who you know and what you know. So you have to stay in those industries long enough to know what companies are looking for, but have the connections so you can keep on feeding those companies good ideas. I've also learned that if you want to be a full-time inventor, you need to find good information from people that have done it repeatedly. So thank you for watching this video. Until next time, this is Stephen Key.